We have a pasuk in this week's parsha. It says that Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu that Aaron's going to come out to meet you. V'ra'cho v'samach b'liboy. He'll see you, and you'll be happy in his heart. And on this, Chazal making a surprising statement. And Chazal say, had Aaron known that that's what the Torah would write about him, he wouldn't have just come out by himself, he would have taken a full ensemble with him. He would have come out with an orchestra. Chazal make the point also about Boaz. It says when Rus came down to the granary at night, and when Boaz took leave of her in the morning, so he sent her with six sheaves of barley. And there also the Midrash says, had Boaz known that the Torah would write that about him, he would have sent her off with the wagon loads of food. And the obvious question is, were such great people as Aaron or Boaz looking for recognition, looking for publicity? If they did what they did was right, why would it make a difference if the Torah would publicize it or not? So really, there's an important principle in Chinuch to learn from this. And that's what I want to talk about today. I'll start with a story attributed to a number of Rabbani, I'm not sure where it began from, so I'll just say the story without a name. About a certain Chashavirav who went to pay a Shiva visit to a colleague of his, of his who had been nifter. And as he went to the house of his former colleague, he sees that the children of his late friend who's sitting Shiva look very far removed from the Torah lifestyle of their father. So to make conversation, he asks one of the sons, what did your father used to do? The son said, he used to come at night, go into his private study, lock himself inside and spend hours there. So the Rav says, asks, can I go and see the study? Sure, he's taken inside and he sees the study is lined with bookshelves full of swarm, all evidently well used and well researched. And he understood that even though his former friend had spent the night learning, so to speak, in the privacy of his study, his sons outside had no idea what he was doing. They didn't see that he was learning, as opposed to reading the newspaper, maybe making phone calls. And therefore, while he had maintained, so to speak, his connection to Torah, remained a Talmud Chacham, and didn't have an influence on his children. And the Rav said, I saw this in this, a chat in the Pasuk, which says, Hanistaras Lashem Elekeinu, those things which are hidden are only between a person and Hashem. And if they're only between a person and Hashem, then you'll get rewarded for it in Shemaim, but no one else benefits from the example. But Vaniglois, those things which a person is prepared to reveal can be done for him, but also for his children. They act to inspire, they can act to serve as a role model for other people to follow and become as well. 
And if that's the case, the father's spiritual legacy is something which is left for the children to emulate and continue. But it's only if it's Niklas. It's only if it's something the children know about. And this really presents a big question. Because it's definitely a benefit, definitely an advantage for privacy in one's of Hashem. Not to show off, not to publicize or advertise one's achievements or one's successes. But on the other hand, if a person does that, no one learns, gets to benefit from it. No one learns the lesson. And therefore sometimes, as a teacher or as a mechanech, as a parent, one has to reveal a bit of themselves to, provi- uh, to provide it as a role model for one's children. Because when the children see what the father held dear, what the father expended effort on, the area the father was most nefesh, then it becomes in sense maybe a ruchnistic, a will and testament for the children to do similarly. If their father worked so hard on a certain point, gave up so much for a certain ideal, so it behooves them to maintain, so to speak, the family's commitment in that area. But once again, they would only know that if the father would reveal a little bit of what his achievements were. What's the right way to do that? So this is a big part of Chinuch. And that is, when a person sees that their student, their son, is at the stage where they can begin to appreciate and perhaps even begin to think of emulating a certain neighbor. So sometimes it's important to let them hear about, let them see that neighbor. If a person always shows effort in a certain mitzvah, so involve your children in it as well. Even if it's not, so to speak, publicizing your achievements, but definitely it's, it's, it is correct and it is beneficial to publicize your convictions. If a person has, has a mitzvah, where it's soccer, tefillah, emunah, Torah, whatever it's going to be, tefillin, close to their heart, so of course it's something they should talk about. How important it is to them, how much they're willing to spend for it, how much effort they put into, into doing it, how much satisfaction it gives them. Because it's that, so to speak, moment when a person reveals a part of themselves to others, then they get to get a glimpse, of, so to speak, of a level they might not have been aware of, of a mile that they might not have learned from. And this we can go back and talk about the Chazal we started with. Aaron, when he heard his younger brother had been promoted as leader of the Jewish people, there was a certain avoidance required of him to make sure there wasn't a trace of jealousy. They'd be completely happy in the Simcha of Moshe. And Aaron achieved that level. 
He got to the stage where he really did feel happy for Moshe's success. But, Aaron didn't think that was something which anyone else was going to learn for. This was his achievement. This was his avodas amenas. And therefore, Aaron saw no reason to publicize it. But, had Aaron known that the Torah would take the trouble to make a point of this, which means the Torah did consider this something important enough that the Torah had to mention. And this will become a source for everyone to learn from for all time. Had Aaron known that this was something that people could learn from, then he would have showed the lesson himself. It wouldn't have just been that he knew that it was happening in his heart. He would have taken a band with him. He would have shown people how he was going to approach Moshe. And they could have learned from him as well. Similarly, what happened in the granary between Boaz and Rus? Boaz thought it was only between the two of them. He had no idea that the Navi would publicize in the Megillah exactly what he did. And if the Navi publicizes it, it means something worthy of emulation. Worthy of learning from. Had Boaz understood that, then he would have done it in a way which everyone at the time would have learned from. And that's the aside the Navi is telling us. Chazara telling us. Sometimes the person is also nicer. He does something. He doesn't think of it as something that people can learn from. And therefore, if it's done privately, it's done in secrecy, no one knows from it. It remains nistoros. It remains something hidden which only Hashem knows about. Yes, he'll get rewarded. But if other people would learn from him, would emulate him, then that myth is achieving so much more. Not just what he did with it, but how many other people are also gaining from it. Also inspired by it. Also going to try and be the same. And therefore, maybe not for the wider world, but definitely within the circle of one's close familiar, the circle of one's family, his children. So yes, a person should sometimes share a part of his own spiritual progress and success. Because that's going to inspire and hopefully bring them also to experience success. That's the one part. There's a second area to it as well. And that is, just like there's a makam, there's a place for a person to share his successes to share his, his efforts, to share what he achieved, there's a second area also. And that is, when our children get to know us, we're already in our 30s or maybe 40s, which means there's been already many years of it which we've been working on achieving behind us. And if that's the case, our children who start, who beginning their journey, see us as a much more developed, much more perfected product. And they're likely to think that the struggles they're facing as a child or a teenager or whatever stage it might be, they're the first ones to have such problems. They're the first ones to experience the setbacks or to deal with the issues. They can look to their teachers, to their rebbeim, to their father even, I think they're so much better. They never had to deal with these issues on so much of a greater level. 
and thoughts like that are going to lead the person to Yush. Because he's going to start thinking, well, uh, it's too hard for me. My Rebbeim never had these issues. My father never had to struggle like this. And I'm put in a position where I'm given these decisions which they never had. And we all know that's not true. The setting of the Nisayim might be different, but everybody faces this illness. Everybody has to work hard to grow. Nobody finds himself on a spiritual plateau without trying to get there. Just from the child, from the Talmud's perspective, he doesn't see that because he sees his Rebbe, he sees his father 20 years later. When they've already passed the stage he's holding by. They've already survived that test and onto a different area in their own avoda. Yeah, it reminds me of a cartoon my children showed me. Of a family scene and a little girl talking. And she says, I see that Zaidi married Bobby and Ava married Emma. And she said, it's not fair. Everyone else married somebody they love. And only I'm going to have to marry someone I don't know who they are. Which brings out exactly this point. The child's perspective is they see the parent, or the grandparent in this case, as a finished product. They don't see they started as children too. And they also have to go through these stages to achieve what they achieve. And if that's the case, sometimes, as a father or as a mechanic, if one's aware of where their children are holding, the difficulties that they're facing, Sometimes it's also important to go the other route. And so I remember I had these issues also. I also faced the same challenges. I also had to work hard to overcome them. Even if it's before I explained the method I used, or what gave me the chizuk, or how I was successful, but the very fact that he has somebody, so to speak, who can understand him, he's not the first one to experience difficulty. He's not the first one to face this yonis. Everybody does, everybody has. So there's nothing wrong with you. That's part of being a human being. We've all gone through these stages. And if that's the case, then you're also in a position to give an advice. As somebody who successfully passed the level and overcome the test, so you're in a better position to understand so to speak, and encourage more than somebody who has no relationship to it, has no understanding of what such a test was. The people often say that they can't go and discuss the Nisiyanis with the God Ladar. Like, what does he understand from such things? He's living in a rarefied spiritual environment, which is that years above where they holding on what the issues they're dealing with. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Maybe for Gdali Ladar. But for most people, Everybody has to go through the same Yitzhanis. Everybody meets the same Yitzhah And if that's the case, the fact that we can tell our children, we can tell our Talmudim, obviously, when we see the issue they're dealing with, we've been there too. We've also had the, we also understand the situation, and we've also had to overcome, confront and overcome that situation. Gives the person a tremendous opportunity to mechanich, to instruct, to lead. Because it's coming from somebody who knows how to do it. Someone who's been there as well.
So we saw two things in this year. The first thing we saw was the value of sharing one's spiritual achievements. It becomes, like we said, a kind of legacy which children are meant to emulate. There's a time in them if they don't. Another thing, for a person to share his successes, so too, for a person to share his struggles. We've also had to work, we've also had to overcome the difficulty involved. We've also had to grow. Because together these two things connect for the child. That they see their father as somebody on the one hand to look up to. They see his mother which they try to achieve as well. And on the other hand, they see he wasn't born with it. There's a process to get there. Which they'll hopefully follow as well. You know, once in the yeshiva, I remember reading the famous Chiddush, you can call it, understanding of Chaim Shmulevitz, where he writes that everybody is a kind kibbud av by seeing what the point which is unique about their father, the area in which their father excels, where they respect him for real greatness. And Chaim Shmulevitz says that, that everybody should try and find that point of greatness in their parents because that gives them something they can really respect. So I'm trying this exercise once with a group of my Talmudian in the yeshiva. I told the various Talmudian who were then around the table, think, in what area do you see your father as being great? And it was very sad to see a number of them couldn't think of anything. Now, I'm not at the fathers. I'm sure that they did have their good qualities. That they do. But it could be that those good qualities were so well hidden that the children never knew about them. If a person treats, so to speak, his spiritual achievements like investments in a Swiss bank that no one ever knows about, so his children will never get to appreciate his godless. But what's more important than that, they'll never learn from it. You know, there's a story the Gemara tells of Nechun Yashachai Fersheikhin. Nechun used to dig wells for the Eder Agonim. And the Gemara says that at one stage his, his, son, his own son died of thirst. How could it be that somebody who used to be most nefesh to make sure other people wouldn't be thirsty used to dig wells for free for the immense visitors you should like to benefit from his own son would die of thirst. How can that be? And the Gemara says, Madame Hashem is medactic with Tzadikim. Hashem is much more exacting when it comes to Tzadikim. And I understand like this. The principle is that if a Tzadik acts a certain way, then it becomes an expectation on his children to act the same way. If a Tzadik achieves a certain level, then his children are expected to live on that level too. And if they don't, then there's more of a din against them. If Nechunya's son didn't maintain his father's custom of providing wells for later regarding, then it wouldn't just be like another Jew who's not Nechunya in that. Hashem is more on him. Because as a son of Nechunya, this should have been your Yerusha. This should have been, so to speak, your legacy which you're going to maintain. And that applies to everybody. 
what a father achieves becomes a legacy for his children to maintain. Like we said, the children have to know about it, appreciate it, recognize the greatness of it. Because that's why they're empowered to do similar and to continue with that. We learn from Arab, we learn from Boaz. If a person knew that what he does is something which can be learned from, and the Torah makes the issue of telling us these points so that we can learn from them, so they would learn it in a way which people would be able to benefit from. That Midrash carries on. The Akhshav, Adam Oysemeso, Mikos, where today a person does something exemplary, a mitzvah, who writes it down? And the Midrash says, Eliyahu Koisu, a Melacha Mashiach Oysma. It's written, it's sealed. It's part of a lesson, of a book of lessons of the future which we're going to learn. Of the mitzvahs that Kaya shall have done, which act as a source of inspiration, which will act as a source of teaching for others. Once again, Aaron didn't have to wait for the Torah to be written. Had he known that the deeds he was doing were worthy of learning from, worthy of emulation, then he would have done it in Barabim. If we do something which we think other people could gain from, not the Rabbim, our children, our Talmudim, we don't have to take pride in what we do. But we can show them of the importance of something so they hopefully they too will learn the lesson and they too will follow the same way. And then the mitzvah isn't just in the category of the stories of something hidden. It becomes something which is niglois lanulvanein. It's something which is revealed and becomes continued, developed, furthered, copied by our children of the future as well.